Welcome to another episode of Trending Up with Edgar de Leon and Sebastian Lopez. We hope you enjoy and are challenged to live life differently as you keep trending up. Welcome back to Trending Up. Here I am with Edgar. Edgar, before we jump into our our topic, <laughs> it's always hard. I just want to. By say, the way, it's always hard. It's the first introduction. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. But before we jump in, today is March 11. Yep. And you guys know we're la big Laker fans. Edgar, what's going on, bro? Oh man, the the, the Lakers. Look, I, I'll just say this. All right, this is right. for another part. Ever since I've been with Michelle, my Lakers have sucked. Like for the past uh -oh. seven years, look, <laughs> I, Michelle, ha, Michelle and I have this joke that ever since right. we've been together, my Lakers have sucked. And I've always told Michelle, like, look, the Lakers are <laughs> awesome and, and they're so right, right, good right, right, and blah, right. blah, blah. And then she, and I, I've like, been with her nope. and we've been like the worst. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, right, right, um, right, right. I'm, I'm excited to talk about our topic today. And right, right, love right. languages, right? Love languages, man. Yeah. And right now, my love language is towards. The Lakers aren't as the best right yeah. now. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think we kind of knew coming in to the season, right? It was going to be a rough one. You're more in an uh, abusive relationship than in a love relationship with the Lakers right now. All right, uh, it's a love hate, man. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Cowboys every year, bro. You think that it's <laughs> oh man, but but yeah, we kind of alluded to it today. We're speaking about love languages. You know, our second episode we talked about relationships and you know what what made in a relationship and, and whatnot and so today we're speaking about love languages um and how that looks you know for us with others and, and eventually and uh ultimately with how that looks for god with god with us for us with god i'm trying to i'm struggling right yeah, here no. <laughs> how those love languages apply to us and god and and vice versa yeah, right? yeah. So, so so i think the premise is that every relationship that you have with someone Uh, that person right. in that relationship will react to right. uh, uh, certain types of, of, of affection and love. Because love is not just one way. Love it encompasses a lot. Uh, right. and, and that's where you can never stop learning to love uh, God right. and to love right. others. Um, right. And, and it's, it's so important. And, I, and, and like I think this is very important for us to understand, Sebastian, because I've met a lot of Christians who say they love God or they love people but don't right. show it. Right. That's mm -hmm, lip service. Mm -hmm. That's just saying right, right. words coming out of your mouth, but not actually following through with actions right. and, and ideas. Right. Right. So so it's very important for us to understand love languages. And, and I'm really excited mm -hmm. about this as we break it down. Um, this this talk is, is centered on a book uh, called Five Love Languages um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and the author is Chapman. I, I'm, I'm blanking on his first name. But um, you, how about this, Sebastian? Can you first like, um, can you can you first tell me your love language? No, tell me the five love yeah. languages, and then we'll, and we'll, we'll identify what right, we right, have right, right, and, so, right. and so forth. And and the name is Gary. Gary Chapman. Ah, there you go. Okay, Gary, Gary Chapman. Right. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Different, <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah. But the five love languages. Uh, uh, we've probably heard them at some time, but they are quality time acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Yeah. Uh, and I guess briefly summarizing them, quality time is, is pretty much, in a nutshell, spending intentional time together. Edgar and I were just talking about it. It's not just being in the same room. Uh, maybe time for some, it, it may be. But in, most of the time, quality time is actually, like it says, quality time. Time that is spent together, that is of quality, 
in the way that each person feels that it is of quality, right? So however yeah. that looks. Then you have active – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Just to interject, um, quality time is uh, time that you're with someone and you're not right. on your phone, right? Okay. Time okay, right, that you're right. with someone and you're not watching TV. Time that you're with someone – Mm -hmm. And you're literally in direct communication with each other's uh, 100% of attention. Right. Which right. is difficult in our age because it is. It is. Our phones go off, you know, we get tweets, right. we get right. emails and so forth. But this is being intentional. And, and, I, and I will say this that we naturally um, have a hard time doing that. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you need to be sitting at a desk uh, face to face with someone to have quality time. A lot of times it could be like that, but for right. sometimes for us guys, like we can, like, I remember I have a good friend, uh, Jacob there in mm -hmm. uh, New York mm -hmm. and we once drove from, uh, one of the churches that I, that I served to like North, like 45 minutes and right. we spent quality time in a, in a truck and it was, and it was awesome. It really was. Yeah. Uh, awesome. but we spent time with one. Another. And that's it, man. Quality uh, time. Uh, I, I think about, you know, just guess as, as we're staying here in a little bit, just like every time you go out to eat to a restaurant, and yeah. I know we always hate on like, you know, smaller kids for doing this, but I think like we do that too. Like immediately you sit down and instead of, you know, really just being in the presence of the other person and actually talking, we just all get on our phones, right? And yeah, I'm sure we've walked by tables where everyone in the table is on their phone doing something rather yeah. than being there. So quality time is like Edgar said, definitely. Uh, leaving distractions aside and really being intentional about being together. Uh, then you have acts of service, which, as it says, it's serving each other, however that may be, however that may be, whether it's actually service and doing lawn care for someone or cooking for someone or you know picking someone up from school or the airport or whatnot. Uh, it's uh, service, and then you have gifts, which is kind of self-explanatory, uh, where you're just giving things or of yourself or giving time to people. You have words of affirmation, which pretty much is just building someone up. You're noticing them. You're saying, hey, you look beautiful today. Or, bro, you're looking really strong today, man. You're, you're looking look, swole. You look, you're looking swole, you're looking man. Swole. That's always a good thing. You want to lift a guy yeah. up, comment <laughs> them on how they're on their gains. Yeah. Like, man, you've been working out? You, you know, it's funny. <laughs> uh, like, some some guys say that they receive more compliments about their gains from other guys than from girls. Right. But, but anyways, girls, Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> That's neither here nor there, but yeah. but yeah, words of affirmation, and then you have physical touch, which, as the name says, it's just any time that you are actually physically touching each other, whether that be a hug or kiss on the cheek, if you come from some cultures, uh, for greeting and uh, more intimate, you know, uh, expressions and interactions like that. So those are the five love languages. Edgar, why don't you tell us a little bit? What what about about yourself? What are your let's say top two? If you had to, you know. Yeah, yeah. So for me personally, uh, the way that the the best way that I respond to these love, love languages right. is one is um, words of affirmation. Okay. I I always like um, I feel loved with words of affirmation from 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 people around me. Um, right. Edgar, and, have I told it, you how how, how what, what a good friend it, you are? Oh, and, really, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, thank yeah. You. you. I appreciate that. You're looking really swole, bro. Uh, oh, you got game, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say that. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, no, no, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I really do. Um, so, so I thank you for affirming affirming me in that way. Yeah, for sure, um, bro. But uh, yeah, that's how I react. Gotcha. Um, but you know, there, there there is an unhealthy side to that where mm. I I may want I may fish for uh, compliments. You know, right, right, right. Um, right. And you shouldn't fish for compliments. 
uh, you should, um, I think we should all encourage each other with our words. Right. Uh, but um, the way that I react to compliments is in a very positive light. Gotcha. Um, and then the second love language that I personally have is gifts. Okay. Um, I, I I like receiving gifts, and and and, oh, and you know okay. all these love languages can have extremes that can be detrimental. Right, 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 right. But in the right context, like a well thought out gift, it, it just I feel I feel so loved. So um, that those are good my love that's languages. Good to know, man. Yeah, uh, every, you can take notes. Everybody right, 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 for that sure. can hear hear we'll this. Sh- we'll share your notes. address later. So you yeah. Can by the way, my Amazon birthday, <laughs> my birthday, it, <laughs> my birthday is in like twenty eight days. I'm right. not counting, but right. anyways. Right. Uh, how how about you? How about you? Um, what, uh, what's your love language? Man, top two, I would definitely have to say, man, it's tough right now. I know we, we've taken the test too, but I just look at these and it's just, you know, at different times, it's different things. But I know my top two are quality time and physical touch. And I think we have to also differentiate because I feel like we also have love languages that we like receiving versus love languages that we give, right? Yeah, yeah. For so I know, sure. like my giving ones would be like acts of service, and possibly words of affirmation. But my receiving ones, the one I like to receive, are like physical touch and quality time, um, just yeah. spending time together. And it, what's interesting too, I don't know if you've you felt this, Edgar, but I know in my relationship with Chantal, um, uh, we were long distance for about four four and a half years before we got married, yeah. and. It was interesting because we both started with different love languages, but as the relationship grew, we kind of morphed into each other's love languages. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was really big on words of affirmation, right? Yeah, given we were long distance, yeah. so definitely, right? You couldn't really have For physical sure. touch or maybe quality time in the sense of being there physically, but words of affirmation was big. But hers was quality time, and so then it began. It became kind of it switched, and so then where she hated, not hated, she strongly didn't, you know, didn't really require uh affirmation from me she just then began to really say hey why aren't you been saying these corny jokes or how much you love me and i was like i thought you didn't really weren't into that so it's interesting right as i guess as you go in as time develops and as your relationship develops as well your love languages begin to change right whether that's how you give or how you receive i don't know if you've seen that in 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 your relationship no for sure like uh, our lives are some of our experiences and as right. we continue to live in this world, our experiences actually change our perception of love. So you maybe have quality time as a, as a high priority for your love language, right. but it may change. Uh, right. Maybe with acts of service and so forth. It just really depends on what you're experiencing at that time. Right. So things can change, right. which which is which is which is what you brought up that it's changed over uh, your relationship with Chantal. Right. And um, I, I want to clarify, you brought up um, Chantal and I've and I can um, bring up my wife. But remember, love languages is not just for romantic. That's a good point. Relationships. It's this is this is for even friendships with um, with family members, with co-workers, with um, church. You know, if you go to a church with the people around you, um, I, I want to make that clear because. Right. You may not be in a relationship, but you do have a love language. Right. And right, that and right. that's the key. And, right. and that's where we bring this up. Right. Right. And you know what? I just heard this week. Oh, I, I think Stephen Furtick was saying it in, in one of the sermons he was preaching. Um, he said, if you don't understand someone's expectations, then you won't understand their disappointments. Hmm. And I thought that's hmm. I think that's very applicable to this because as you're saying, right, this applies to every relationship as we spoke about. We've spoken, you know, many times throughout here. Um and if you really don't know what someone's expecting from you, 
then you're truly not going to understand how, you know, wh why you're disappointing them. And I think yeah. this really plays into love languages because in any relationship, right? And we, I'm sure we have stories that we can share uh, where, you know, you can be giving gifts to their, your friend, whether that's, you know, you always give them a gift on your birthday or even your significant other, your family, whoever it is. But they're just never like really grateful, right? They're just like they give you that face, like, "Oh, <laughs> thank you," right? Oh man! And yeah. maybe what they're actually needing is quality time, and you know what yeah. you've been doing is just giving gifts and not really spending time. You're thinking that by giving gifts, and maybe that's how you express your love language, or maybe that's how you desire to be loved by people giving you things. But it's important as we as we go through life to not only in romantic relationships, but to understand the relationships of those around us, right? How how is it that your parents? uh desire or how is it that they best receive love you know for many of us yeah. it might be or we, you know we're affirming them for who they are but maybe they just want quality time or they want us to go back and serve them in some you know so it's i think it's important to to see that in every relationship no, no absolutely and, and, and the first uh example that comes into my mind is i i like to i like to receive gifts but i like to give gifts as well right and i remember okay. even in high school when i had this little job working in an office uh, for Christmas, I got gifts. Right. And I remember getting some gifts for, for my mom and my dad. And <laughs> and I remember giving to them and their like, reaction was like, oh, thank you. And just put it on the side. And you're like, like and I, yeah, yeah, I'm like, what? what? You yeah. know? And, and I've come to realize that my parents don't react. They, 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 they appreciate the gift, right. but it's not their love language that they right, best respond right, to. Right. Um, and for my, for my dad, it, it, I know it's words of affirmation. Right. And, for my mom is quality time. Right. And um, th this is, um, it's key. Right. Every relationship right. is going to be different. And I think it's right. important uh, as we, as you go through life to take time because that's what it is. It really take literally necessitates, necessitates time for you to learn pe those that are uh, the, the love languages of those around you. Right. Uh, maybe they'll, it'll be easier for you because they'll just tell you what it is. But for many of us, many, we, we, we haven't really put this in words. And so we're just like, I think I like, when people affirm me or I really enjoy, you know, feeling the warmth of a hug or affection. Right. But, yeah. but it's, I, I'm sure I can, I, I and, and Edgar can test, uh, agree with me. It's just when you're able to really pinpoint the love languages, those around you, you can love more efficiently. Maybe I don't know if that's the correct. Sure. Word, no, no. That's successfully. Right. You know, more efficiently yeah. and say like, you're not really, I don't want to say wasting your money, but you're just, you're, you're really, you know, what is it hitting hitting the target every time because you know exactly what it is that they are needing so no absolutely and by the way if you don't know your love language we're going to post in our notes oh, section right. a link to um uh, gary chapman's right. love language test online it takes about 15 to 20 minutes right. take it when you're not rushed or when you're not being distracted and it'll give you an idea of what uh, the best way you respond to love and if you're single or you're married, you can learn on if you're single how to right. um, love someone else and figure out their love language, or how you best feel loved. Or if you're married, um, how to love your spouse better. I love it, yeah, right? and it's key. That's it, key. Yeah, it, no, it's it's super key. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. It's the key, right? It's the what is it? <laughs> but yeah, the key to success. But love languages, and you might be thinking, well, why are you guys talking about love languages? I thought this was more of a faith based. Uh, <laughs> faith-based podcast but like, why are we talking about love languages uh, we're talking about love languages because um there's this idea in the bible that we're we're called we're asked to love god and love others right. and um 
it's very easy, like I said earlier, to say you love someone but not actually love them. Right. Um, so when you identify love languages, it gives you a better idea of how to love someone and um, how I, I want to bring this idea up. It's how God loves us right. and how we can love him mm-hmm. and others by mm-hmm. that byproduct mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's what love is. L- love with God is not l- or loving God is not different than loving your neighbor. Right. Uh, right. It, it should be the same. Right. Um, it's going to look different, but it should be the same. So um, that's why it's important to understand love languages. Do you agree or disagree? No, I, I, I agree because like, like we've been saying, it, I, in relationships, one of the key, I guess, foundations of relationship is communication and how you communicate your love to the other person that you are in relationship with, whether romantically or uh, symbiotically or just, you know, your barber, as we always say, which I will meet him again on Thursday, which I'm excited for to get a fresh cut. Yeah. But um, we see this in the Bible. One thing that really sticks out to me is how God throughout the Bible, because he understands this concept of love and what is required in a loving relationship, he really spells out and, and, and he gives these all these five love languages throughout the Bible. So, for example, words of affirmation. Uh, that's probably the easiest to find throughout the Bible, but you have it, countless and many uh, copious <laughs> verses throughout the Bible copious. where yeah. God is affirming people, how he is calling his uh, uh, humans and saying, look, I have loved you with an everlasting love where he tells Jeremiah, hmm. uh, he tells Joshua, you know, do not fear. I am with you. You know, you're not alone. You're not having uh, yeah. in, in Psalms. He said, uh, the, the writer of Psalms say, is saying that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, right? And, and so it's kind of, God is saying, yeah. look, look, you were made with intention. I know he tells Jeremiah too, when Jeremiah receives his calling to ministry, look, look, before you were even born, I knew you, you know, I had set you out for yeah. this special task that I had for you. So God is continually throughout the Bible affirming us uh, about his love towards us, about how he has good plans for us and desires good things. And I think that's just awesome that he he knows that we as humans need words of affirmation, right? No, absolutely. And, and you know, it, we need to understand that a lot of times when we think about the Bible, we think about um, things of n- not to do, right? right, right. Uh, things that we're doing right. wrong. Oh, you're a sinner, etc. But the main points of the Bible is actually not on the mm-hmm. negatives, but it's actually looking at the that's positives. Good. So God is always there affirming mm-hmm. us and and i and i believe in a in the society that we live in there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of um uh, de- de- depression and n- not clinical depression that's a different situation um but there's a lot of depression in the uh, it, that leads to anxiety that's right. am right. i enough do i right. have purpose why do i exist and god gives us words of affirmation to get us through mm-hmm. those moments if someone is not telling you that they love you or they they, they, they like you and you. Right, right. and so forth. Yeah, I appreciate you. God mm-hmm, does. Mm-hmm, you know, God mm-hmm. affirms you. And I think that's, that's so beautiful. important. Beautiful. Yeah, no, because, uh, again, I grew up in this church. I grew up going to church. And, and a lot of times what my parents told me were words of, um, of where I'm doing wrong right, right, rather right. than affirming. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that God first affirms mm-hmm. you before doing anything mm-hmm. else, you're more open. I mean, Sebastian, don't you think that you like people who affirm you or, or is there someone that doesn't like being affirmed? Oh yeah. You definitely right? want to be affirmed. 
before anything. And I feel like I've seen people too when before, I guess, I, I don't know, sometimes it, it doesn't go that way where people are like, man, you're a great guy, but you messed up, right? Yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> but I think God, I don't think God does it that way. I just think he's more like an encouraging coach in the sense that, you know, hey, that was great. You had great energy. You had great effort when you came off the bench. That was awesome. Look, there's some things we can work on, but right now you're doing great. You know, and I see, I see God doing that. He's yeah. saying, look, maybe people don't see the talent that you have on the court. I definitely see potential, and I'm going to work as hard as I can if you let me and if you're willing to work with me to make that happen. And For sure. And, and it just b- before we move on, God's affirm- affirmation mm-hmm. of you isn't superficial. Mm-hmm. It's not just trying to um, – in Spanish is, is hacer la barba, which is – like suck right, up right, to right. you. God is not just <laughs> trying to suck up to you, but 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 he he he, right, he loves right. you, and 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 that's the way he expresses his love, which is yeah. which is great. So then we have gifts. Uh, Edgar, how does God give gifts? Gifts, <laughs> gifts to us. <laughs> so there's this idea in scripture that uh, Jesus is walking and in preaching and so mm. forth. And uh, he comes to this point where uh, in, in John 10, right. 10, in the Bible, uh, the book of John, uh, verse chapter 10, verse 10, uh, he says that, that Satan, the adversary, right. comes to take away and to steal, but God comes to bring life and, and uh, abundant mm-hmm. life. In the, in the Greek, it's abundant right. life. So the idea is that God is coming to... You know, it's like it, it, to, to enrich your life. He he comes to give you things in your life that makes your life right. abundant. And, and I think that's important to understand because sometimes we think that God limits us, but he actually gives us more right. options and right. better options. Right. Right. right? D- don't good. you agree? That's good. What no, do you think? I, I just I pictured in my mind how God never shows up empty handed. Right. Sometimes we feel yeah. wrong, you know, when someone invites us to their house for food or for a party or something, we feel like, you know, oh, maybe the good thing is to bring cups or drinks or uh, or chips or something, right? And so, but, you know, many of us, we've showed up to parties empty-handed and it's like, Ugh. but God never shows up empty-handed. Um, and he always shows up with something to give to us, even if it's, that's, you know, in some stories in the Bible where he's coming uh, to investigate what's going on and find out why are we messing up or why aren't we doing what we're supposed to. God always comes in uh, with something in his hands. And I was actually just reading today this morning, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, which says that, you know, God is talking to his people that have left him that are following their, you know, what they want to do. And it's causing a lot of hurt and, in, you know, interdine- uh, uh, internal problems between people and, and, and stuff. Yeah. And so God says, look, if my people who are called by my name, right? If my people, he, he refers to them as my people, if they turn and if they pray to me, if they seek that my face and if they turn from their evil ways, then I will forgive them. Then I will uh, save them. And then he, he adds something. He says, and I will heal their land as well. So he's always like going beyond and, you know, going beyond what we are expecting and, and, and even wishing he would do just because he's just a loving father like that. For sure. And, and I know, um, we're going to tackle the subject, why do people suffer today? Um, that's for a separate right. podcast because I know some people are going to be thinking, well, how is God loving if this right. happened to me? Um, but but God's original tent is found in Genesis chapter 1 mm-hmm. and 2, where God is constantly creating for right. humanity. He creates the oceans. He creates f- uh, food. He creates mm. animals. 
He creates everything right. for us. So he's always been wanting to give us uh, right. gifts. And, and, and ultimately, we understand that uh, we all can expire mm-hmm. one day. Um, you know, we get older and then, and then some of us, uh, die, right, you right. know, uh, I, I, I believe, yeah. um, uh, it really, um, I don't want to go too <laughs> off topic, but I guess because I already Uh-oh. said that I should, I was watching okay. TV two Ooh, days TV, ago and huh? there was this, um, yeah, oh yeah. TV. Oof. I was watching C-SPAN with a good friend of mine, Guilherme, um, <laughs> and, and, and C-SPAN is, is TV for congressmen, which right. I didn't know. But there was this, um, the oldest serving like a uh, senator senator was on there, and he looked right. old. I was like, how old? And then and then I looked up. I'm like, oh, this recording must be old. Man, he just passed oh, away no. two days ago. All right, it was, it was, I was like, right. oh man. Anyways, but the idea is that we all right. could die, right? right, right. right? And That's God so uh, answers that problem in our life and says that He will give us eternal mm. life. Not as a reward, but as a gift for right, right. us. That's good. He even he gives us and answers our right. greatest need. Incredible. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. So that's gifts from God. And we move on to service. Service is a beautiful part. Jesus, uh, as we see in the, I think, Michelangelo's picture of the upper room. Jesus is with his disciples. And John 13, John chapter 13 tells us a, this moment where uh Jesus is in the room and he is definitely the guest of honor. And the disciples are looking around and nobody is washing nobody's feet because usually the, the host of the house of the, of the event in that time would provide for servants or, or people yeah. that would wash yeah. the feet of those that were coming in, right? They didn't have shoes. They had sandals that would get dirty. And the disciples are all looking like, man, I'm not going to do it. I'm not a servant. I don't do that. And who does it? Jesus gets down on his knees and John 13 says that he literally like takes off his garments and he wraps a towel around his waist. Like he literally yeah. dresses himself and to play the part and he washes each of his disciples feet, even wow. Judas's feet that later we're told yeah. is the one that, you know, turns him over and, you know, brings about this whole chain of events, which leads to his crucifixion. So Jesus gets down yeah. and the host, the host of hosts, right? The, the main guy at that party, at that event with his disciples, he serves and just points a paints a bit a beautiful picture and even like in in different parts in the gospel jesus continually says like i didn't come to be served but i came to serve others and so just by as we saw when we were talking about relationships and how we see how other people act with you know how those people we're in relationship with act with others that gives us a glimpse of how they could potentially ask act with us right and it tells us about their character so in seeing these interactions of jesus we see how he is a a a person someone that desires to serve before being served right? yeah for sure yeah for sure and, and you know it, it's easy to say uh that you love someone but actions are is loving someone in in action right right <laughs> right, right, really inaction, right 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 but, but um it's important for each one of us to to serve someone and you know in the example of jesus serving uh, he didn't need to do that, but yet he chose to do that. Right, right. So it's not, and it's not that you're going to, let's bring this to modern day 2019, uh, you know, time. It's not that you're going to be washing uh, your, your, your co-worker's feet um, <laughs> at work. It's not that, it's how can you serve the person next to you? And sometimes that may be just a simple, like, 
um, opening the door for them or maybe a simple, hey, you want to you want some water? It's just how can you serve? And and I just want to get too like theological and right, think, oh, I right. can only serve people in a church like context. Right. But rather I can serve anybody that's around me. Exactly. Um, and and I think that's very important right now. I'm um I'm uh, staying. I'm in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. taking some master classes, okay. and I'm staying with some family friends. And um, I, 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 they they provided dinner for me, and I the way that I serve them because they've already served me food right, right. is by washing my dish. You know, you oh, get what I'm saying by, by eating the food. That was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, by the washing, food no, is delicious for sure, for sure. No, for sure. It's just it's just serving because it's not like oh. Um, you know, I'm busy. Right. Um, I I have to go upstairs. Right, right. It's it's about serving. And and, and and you know, I I left in the morning and I came back in the evening and it's just my little way of serving. Right. Um, and I know some people can be like, well, that's kind of that's expected, but sometimes serving people is expected and sometimes it's unexpected. Right. So right. it it depends on your situation. So uh, God is serving us, mm-hmm. and because He served us, He says, hey, you should serve other people because. Isn't that what love is? Right. right? It's putting love the other person first people. and and before yeah. yourself. Right. Selfless. Yeah, for sure. Selfless. Definitely. Then we go into quality time and physical touch being the last two. In quality time, uh, we just see Jesus being with people, right? John yeah. 14, uh, he's talking to disciples again in the upper room after he's washed his feet. And he's saying, look, guys, uh, I'm going to leave you, but fear not because if I'm leaving... As surely as I'm leaving, I will come back. And he has that passage that I'm sure some of us are familiar with. You know, where I am, I will be, you know, in my father's house. Yeah, I will be with you always. But in my father's house, there's many mansions and many rooms. And if it wasn't so, I wouldn't be leaving. And But because I'm leaving, I'm going to prepare a house for you. And I will be back to so that where I am, you may be also. right. So God is continually wanting us to be with him. One of the beautiful passages in Revelation 21 at the end of the story, as we've been talking about the story of the Bible, uh, John has that vision that Jesus is going to be with his people. And he, he uses the word with like three different times in, in like a couple in like a verse or two where he just says, you know, and God will be with his people and they will be with him and they will be together with God. You know, it's just making an emphasis that like yeah. God is going to be with us, spending this quality, intentional undistracted time together no absolutely and and, you know you talked about like future like time with god but like today for those who are adventist right um or uh someone that that wants to follow the bible and has come come upon the idea of sabbath Mm -hmm. sabbath is not just a day to go to church it is part of that experience right but sabbath was a day that god set apart to be with us oh that's good and that's then good. because of that that's good. Uh, uh because god like that's that in, in this goes back to the same the the central idea in genesis in the garden of eden mm-hmm. god um created the sabbath after creating all this beautiful scenery food right, and everything right, and right, says right. let's let's be together Just enjoy it and right. yeah for sure and and at the end of the day heaven is not just a place for perfect people it's not mm-hmm. but it's a place for people to be with god right and with one another, and um, and and then <laughs> to make to make the, the 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 situation even better, he says, you know, I want to be with you forever. Right. It's not right, like right, right. A, a certain amount of time, but forever. Forever, ever. Right. Forever. Forever. 
forever ever and i'm yeah. sure we've said that too uh, it, chris chris brown chris forever. bond uh the chris brown song came up in my mind and <laughs> but, but that's ooh. anyways yeah, all right oh, what do you think Sebastian? yeah yeah for sure it's just kind of like a date day right or date night where yeah. you have to honor yeah. that especially once you're married and you get making that you know you get busy you're committing making it like putting it on the counter and saying nothing comes in pl- in place of this date night and, yeah, and you know god wants sure. to spend that time with us um, and so lastly, the physical touch, Jesus, throughout the Gospels, as we mentioned before, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's seen as walking with people in crowds and touching people, yeah. right? He was not afraid to yeah. be touched. He wasn't afraid uh, to touch people. And what's beautiful is that when he healed someone, especially those that had the skin disease called leprosy or that were blind, he didn't just, he could, he had the power to speak it, as we saw on Genesis and creation. But what he yeah. doesn't say is he touches them. You know, yeah. a simple thing as just yeah. putting it, you know, I don't know how he, you know, maybe on their shoulder and their head, on their eyes, but he touched them and then he healed them. And Jesus just made it a, a point to reach people at their love language. And it's just beautiful to see that. For sure. And and, and it's not like a touch, like a um, perverted touch. It's a it's a it's a loving touch. Right. And I think right. we all can understand the difference, right. uh, especially in a world where um, religious people, political people have touched other people in, in, in a negative way. Uh-oh. And that's why this goes back to the, the idea that any of these love languages can be corrupted. Right, right, but right. But the way that God touches us is is not um, – it, it, it's a loving touch. Right, It's, right. you know, uh, it's a hug. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a shoulder to cry on. Right. Um, and ultimately, uh, I think that the way that God wants to, you know, uh, have physical touch with us is not just – and we're going to talk about the why God isn't like right here right now um, for mm-hmm. another podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to tackle that issue there. But I think God uses people in the right context right. to be a shoulder to cry on. Right, right, right. You know, uh, God, I needed this. I needed this hug from this person. Right, I needed right. this. And, and, and it goes back to the idea that that we can be used by God um, in, in a great way. Oh, in a good I like way. that. I like that. Right. So definitely, we see how these love languages can can definitely be seen in the Bible. Words of affirmation, gifts, service, quality time, physical touch. But now kind of the question, as, as we begin to close, the question turns into how does this look? You know, because we've seen relationship, it goes both ways, right? We, how we receive and how we give. We've seen how God gives yeah. to us. Um, to could street. it be that God yeah. desires to receive, you know, these love languages in exchange? Uh, what do you think, Edgar? Yeah, I, 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 th- I think so. And... This is what we attempted to to tackle mm-hmm. a, a few episodes ago. I think the last episode right. or two episodes ago. Um, prayer is um, is talking to God, mm-hmm. and when you talk to God, uh, you affirm mm-hmm. Him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you say, "God, thank you for being with me." You know, God, thank you for mm-hmm. this. And um, it's words of affirmation. It's not just for the other person, but it's for right. you. Right. Um, it changes the way you think. Right. So as as you affirm other people, it makes you more. Po- I think positive. And the incredible thing is, is that when you are more positive, your brain changes. Mm. So like your, your literal gray matter. Right, changes. right, right. So this is, yes, you can affirm God. Right. And not just for him, his sake, right. but for our right, sake. Right. And it's just like the way we thank our parents or maybe teachers or mentors that we've had, right? We're like, man, you were just so useful or pivotal in this point of my life. Or I thank you, mom and dad, for providing for me, for being so kind and teaching me, right? In the same way, we can thank God. And as we've talked through the prayer podcast, 
uh, episode a couple episodes ago of just speaking with God and just affirming and saying, man, you've, you've been good. You've been good, God. You've been a good God. Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we move on to gifts. Uh, I think this is really cool because, you you know, you can definitely give of yourself to God. Um, I know many times when we talk about the church, we attach that, attach that to uh, what we call tithe and offerings, these churchy terms to to speak on. Uh, returning to God, what we say is that rightfully his, right? 10% of what we our income is we give back to God. Not because he needs it necessarily, but because he, I guess he can he deserves it. And and it's more of a a a a a, a physical, I guess if if you had the actual dollars, right? A lot of us do online stuff now, but it's a physical showing that we trust him to provide for us, right? And so we give of our money, we give of our time to God, and we're able to to just give back to him. And in doing so, we 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 show love to God, uh, and and please this this area of of the the love languages of gifts, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and um, gifts is not just like a, a gift card, um, but it may be just, um, you know, going to church right. and um, spending time worshiping God. And then through that good experience, you're able to impact someone right, else's right, life right, for right. God. Yeah. So then we move on to service. What about service, Edgar? What can you tell us? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, when when we serve others, we are actually loving God. Right. Um, and and uh, this it, it's so interesting because it's all interconnected. Right, right, right. And it's easy to become redundant, <laughs> but when, when you serve serve God, you, um, you know there are missionary mm-hmm. trips where you mm-hmm. go to uh, another you know country and you serve uh, like a village right, or right. so forth. Um, but it can also be in your current context. Um, right. The way you serve God is by uh, treating others well. And every day. that's why it's so day, important. Right, yeah, every right, day. Right. Yeah, every day, daily. You know, it's not just um, going to the Dominican Republic and uh, and doing serving God that way. But how about in your current context? Right. How can you serve God um, and others? Because it, it's all interconnected. Right, right, right. Um, so it, it's a daily thing, right. right? Definitely. And then we move it in quality time. Quality time, I think we'll definitely speak on. We'll have a whole pod episode uh the next episode on quality time so we'll leave that for there but just of spending intentional time and how that how does that look spending time with god yeah uh, we'll definitely be showing how that looks for us and ourselves and giving some uh i don't know tips and ideas um but we're jumping to the last one physical touch uh i think it's just when you when you begin to truly see who god is and his character and how he is for you and he is a good father you desire to be with him right and to yeah yeah, I don't know. Just it's like we were talking in a relationship, the intimacy, right? Or every the goal of every relationship is intimacy and closeness to God. And... For sure, for sure. And and you know, um, when we're in heaven and we uh, see Jesus, right. Right. Um, uh, it's you know that hug that you receive mm. from Him, that embracement, mm-hmm. that physical mm-hmm. touch is going to be nothing like we've yeah. ever experienced. To finally, right, right, be... to finally be able to yeah, see him face sure. to face it's, and just. Yeah, for sure. And it's going to be love undefiled. Mm, You know, it's not going to be tainted. It's not going to be a selfish. It's going to be love as it was created. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to it. That's so cool. Edgar, any love, any, any love words, any last words (laughs) concerning love (laughs) languages? You know, yeah, is is first, it's, it can be complex yet simple. Um, I really recommend you to, for those listeners to figure out what your love language is. Yeah. And and then, and then share that with the people around you and, 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 
um, in a healthy right. manner. I, I don't want you to go, and especially if you, you like receiving gifts like me. Oh, where's my gift? <laughs> yo, you haven't gifts? given me gifts in <laughs> yeah, 10 years. Yeah, that's 10 gifts. You owe me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but just be identified and, and ask um, ask God to like lead, lead right, you in right. understanding your love language and yourself. I don't think I think sometimes we assume we know each other. We know ourselves. I mean, um, but um, you know, as as we continue to gr- get older, we figure out more about ourselves Definitely. and so forth. Um, but so how about you? Yeah, Seth? just uh, the beauty. I hope hopefully you, as you've been journeying with us, you can see how these everyday things truly do apply and to our relationship with God, and they truly help us deepen that relationship with God. Right. Um, so these five love yeah. languages are crucial. For you to understand, like I said, I think it's important that, you know, like we said, you can't, unless you understand someone's expectations, then you won't be able to understand their disappointments. And so the more time you spend trying to understand those around you and of how they love and how they give love, then the better your relationship will be. Your relationship will thrive. You won't just be surviving, but you will be thriving. And the same way with God, God wants to, he already has shown these love languages to us. He wants you to discover them for yourself. And what's beautiful is that he fills us in the areas that we need to be filled, right? Uh, and that's For beautiful. Sure. And so hopefully as you see these love languages, you can continue to see how God is being intentional towards you. And he desires to for you to be intentional towards him as well. And in so doing, you will see that you will keep trending up. Guys, we love you. Have a great, uh, have a great night and blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us and share our content. Learn more about us by checking out our website. The link is in our show notes. From us to you, muchas gracias. And always keep trending up.